Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Halal Hustle, where we talk about halal business, halal entrepreneurship, and share stories about halal hustlers who are striving towards their place with Allah in the hereafter by taking the means of this dunya. Inshallah, in this episode, we share an interview that I had with one of my really good friends who recently became a teacher. In the interview, we talk about what it was like for him to become a teacher, the process in terms of the education he needed to complete, and what were some of the challenges that he faced when he first had to start teaching in, in the classroom in front of a bunch of students. We additionally go into the role that a teacher has in society and the Muslim community, as well as what he does to try and keep it real with students. For all references and for more information, you could check out the show notes for the episode at thehalalhustle.com. Without further ado, Bismillah, here's the interview. Welcome. Welcome to the Halal Hustle. This is my good friend, a brand new teacher working in Canada who has some education for us. Inshallah. <laughs> it's good to have you, man. It's good to have you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Anytime, anytime. All right, man. So you're a teacher and uh, it's all it's all new stuff. I've never, I've taught before, but in a more informal setting. I've done like those practicums like in schools, but that was for like physical education. So mm-hmm. why did you decide to become a teacher? The truth is I wasn't actually planning to become a teacher. Um, I think like a lot of people, I was in university and I didn't have much of a plan. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, basically I was coming, you know, it's it, I passed a lot of years in university and still didn't know exactly where I was going. And after, you know, I talked to some people and certain friends or certain close people to me suggested, you know, why don't you go into education? And uh, I've done, you know, I've, I've taught or tutored or worked with, you know, children in, in the past. So I, you know, I thought it was a good idea and that's what I, that's what I decided to do. And that's, that's here, here I am now. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. That's fair. Honestly. Yeah. Like the, was I, I talked about a lot of Muslims go into university not really knowing exactly what they want to do, and I was in a very similar boat. Mm-hmm. So, okay, you went and did like uh, teaching, but the first, from what I know, because my course was very similar, a lot of people that took kinesiology, they would go into, they would do the two years of education afterwards. That was the thing that everyone always asked me. So what do you want to do? Are you, oh, you're studying kinesiology? Oh, you want to become a, a PE teacher? Yeah. What was the, uh, what was the process like for, like for you? At least you did your, you did your degree and then you went yeah. to, uh, to education. Yeah. What was that um, like? So, well, at first I just wasn't even sure if I was going to get in. I applied. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I did get in, alhamdulillah. Um, yeah, it was a two-year program, so it's after the degree, you know, so I did my first degree, and then I went to education. Yeah, you want to know what it was like, like, the actual program? It was hard to get in? Like, what was the GPA? Uh, so, yeah, the GPA, it, it varied depending on what you wanted to specialize in. Oh, really? Um, yeah, so, like, the ones that a lot of people apply to, stuff like, you know, social, social studies, those had a high GPA, um, but other ones had, like, just the bare minimum, and... Uh, yeah, I applied to one of those. <laughs> but uh, Social studies yeah, required a high GPA. It did because the main reason, I think, is just because a lot of people want to teach that. 
apparently. Wow. That's what it looks like. Yeah. That's um, hmm So, yeah, that's, uh, I got in. Uh, it was, I mean, it, it must have not been hard because I got in. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, uh, I'm, not, I'm not trying to talk down about myself, but I didn't try as hard as I could have in, in, in my first degree. That's why I'm saying that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but, I mean, that's what it was like. So, for some people, it might be harder than others, depending on what you want to teach. Okay, and then there was practicums, right? Yeah, so practicum was probably the hardest part of it. Was definitely the hardest part of the whole the whole uh, degree, the whole program, because uh, like the classes, any, I think anyone would tell you that they were super easy, and I, I don't think they were meant to be hard. It was just really a lot of discussions and you know just not difficult stuff. Yeah, the practicum was where you actually had to do, like that's where you see what it's like to be a teacher, right? And it's all the work is just put on you, and yeah, you kind of just figure things out. When you say all the work is put on you, so I did a practicum like for a PE teacher and uh, the way that it was set up was that I would go and I would observe for like one day and then the next day I would do half the class and then the following day and every other day after that, all right, it's your show. Go for it. Better follow the curriculum. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, they did did kind of do it in steps, right? We had a few different... Uh, practicums every semester and it started off with like yeah you teach I don't know a third of the semester and then half and then by the last one you're teaching 100% and the, you know your mentor is just watching you so yeah the, you got the curriculum and you just got to teach it however way you know you see best and you get you get advice afterwards okay alhamdulillah so w- what would be a piece of advice that you would give like I know you said uh, that the practicum is the hardest part any tips for when you're going to your first practicum or when you're teaching your first class? What would you recommend? You kind of have to be open, open to advice, not be afraid, right? Because you, you stand up there and you know, your teacher's watching you, all these students are in front of you. You just have to not be afraid to make mistakes, basically. I actually, I actually remember, and I think I do this often, even when I was working um, with like kids and youth, was uh-huh. always trying to relate to like the kids that were there or like the cool kids in class because of the cool mm-hmm. kids liked you you get a pass with like almost everybody else yeah yeah that's that's kind of true and usually you know or maybe not usually but it's important to yeah the cool kid and also the kids who are the kids who are most difficult you know the worst behavior if you're yeah. if you develop with them then you know they'll 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 respect you too right right yeah, so that is important. Relationships is a big thing with, with students, with, you know, people you work with, with everyone, really. Yeah, man. SubhanAllah. This is taking me back. I remember in, um, I remember all my all my school, I had a teacher, like, in, I think it was junior kindergarten. There's only a few, like, mm-hmm. memorable things, like, in school. junior kindergarten, I had a teacher called Miss Boldovich, and I was a child, so I pr- mispronounced her name to be Miss Bolda. You know, with a B instead of a V, and I would I would be in like was it detention or I sit outside the class all the time because of that. I swear, and I was so innocent, man. But I don't know if she just thought, oh, this guy is. Well, you did that by accident? Yeah, it was by accident. I couldn't. It's like uh, what is it? You know, it's like uh, Arabs like Bebzi. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, and you got in trouble. Yeah, yeah, I got in trouble, and then like in grade four. 
uh, I had a teacher that uh, gave me like straight B's, like all B's, and that's not bad, alhamdulillah. Mm-hmm. But like my parents were like hardcore, and so right. I got grounded for an entire semester because of that nonsense. And then the parent-teacher interview, he said, "Well, I felt like your effort level was a B, and that you could, you know, try harder." And I, w- I wanted to like fight him <laughs> because of like this is mad. That's not how this works. <laughs> <laughs> you don't yeah, I mean, like yeah, and every teacher is different, right? There's some. Te- I'm sure there's a lot. You had a, some teachers that you you really liked as well, right? For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, man. Alhamdulillah. So, no, I think that's the one thing about teaching is like, I, there, in some ways, you don't have a lot of freedom, but in other ways, you do have a lot of freedoms. Like you see, right? There's some teachers who do things in one way, and other teachers do it in different ways, and it comes out as I see this teacher as a really cool person or this teacher, you know, gives, you know, as a hard marker or gets me in trouble for no reason. So, we, you know, you have a lot of freedom to do things in different ways. So when you're like, when you're going and, and you're teaching, do you like remember your own teachers? Like, or like who teachers that you liked and then you try to like emulate them? To be honest, uh, the way I, I kind of go off of, what's in front of me, you know what I mean? Like, cause you, you can't, you can't really, plans rarely work out, at least for me in, when I'm teaching, cause the students are, everyone's unique, right? So you have to respond to what's, what's happening in front of you. Oh, okay. So yeah, I mean, sometimes I might emulate, you know, what, how some of my teachers were in the past, but other times it's just what I think I should do. It's not really based on what anyone told me. Yeah. Alhamdulillah, that's solid. All right, so then, the other thing that I was wondering was, I haven't been back in a school in a long time. Like, I mean, like, uh, elementary, junior high, high school. And right. even in the news, like, you'll hear about cyberbullying and, you know, how social media ha- or, like, technology has been so apparent in classrooms and schools and all of that. Like, how much do you, th- how much has it changed for you? How much has it changed, you mean, since I was in school? Yeah, like, you going back yeah. now, do you see, like, a huge difference between school? Yeah. Big time, big time. Yeah, like, everyone's everyone's using social media. Even kids that are probably too young, you know, it shouldn't be at their age, are on all different, you know, on Snapchat and on, you know, Instagram or every, everything. Do you see, like, <laughs> like the, what is it, like, the bullying and stuff like that that they talk about? Is that actually a thing that you, like, hear about in classes or it's, like, the principal will make an issue of it? Uh, so far, I mean, like you said, I'm a new teacher. I haven't seen much. I haven't, I haven't seen much of that. No, have I? I've seen it. You know, social media being used. I've seen it being used. You know, in ways that it shouldn't be used. But I haven't seen cyberbullying though. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't call it cyberbullying, but there were have been issues with social media. Yeah, alhamdulillah. Yeah, I mean that. It, it's a new problem, right? It's a problem that wasn't there. You know, when we were in elementary. Yeah, I'm waiting for uh, like virtual reality. Or augmented reality, or something like that, to become <laughs> to be an issue. Mm-hmm. It will. It will I'm sure it will be. Uh, yeah, I listened to this one talk that this guy gave, and he was working in like technology and stuff. And he went and spoke about how it's very difficult to like raise kids or educate kids to prepare them to be adults because you don't know what it's actually going to be like. Um, as an adult for them like and basically you gave the example that he grew up or was born in like 60s 70s or something and 
or sorry, his parents were born in the 60s, 70s and then had him. And the job that he currently works right now, and I think he was like in programming or in digital marketing, didn't exist at that time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's like literally like the stuff that our parents grew up with is not what we're growing up with right now. And the job market that they grew up with is not the same as what we're growing up with now. So how do you prepare them for that? How do you tell them, oh, you need to be on social media because that's going to be a serious job, you know, in the future. They don't know. Mm -hmm. They don't really think. So it's kind of hard. Like same thing with schools. How do you prepare them properly, I guess? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I have the answer, but I think the best we can do is just help them learn or teach them the most current, up-to-date, you know, ways of learning, right? So, I mean, back when we were in school, there wasn't, I don't think we were, ever, no one was ever learning programming, but that's something that we can teach now, right? Yeah. So, I think being as relevant, as relevant as possible, there's no way we can know what's going to happen in the future, but just stay as current and up-to-date as possible, I guess. Definitely, man. It's kind of like it's uh, sorry, like I, I was like spacing out thinking, like, man, that's that's terrifying. Like, I'm, mm -hmm. like, I'm and like, I, I mean, one other thing I would say is creativity, right? I think that's huge, but that's it's also difficult to teach. But uh, giving them opportunities to you know be creative because I think that's that would help to uh, grow in uh, in a space where you, in a, where you didn't know was going to exist in the past, right? Yeah, you're right. yeah, okay, no, I'll, no, I'll, I'll give props to that because, like, looking back at it now, I remember art class and I hated that. Like, I was mm -hmm. not a fan of art class, but yeah, I was neither. <laughs> <laughs> but, but at the, at the same time, like woodshop, I was a big fan of. Or my favorite classes were like stuff where you could do stuff with your hands, and like you were mm -hmm. given projects where you had some freedom. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Cause even right now, like, okay, like this podcast, or if you want like one method of having, like making your own money or income is producing content, you have mm -hmm. to be creative in order to like produce content or you have to put yourself out there. I think that's exactly. It's not, it's not about learning how to produce content when you're in school. It's just about learning how to use, how to, how to use your creativity to come up with something like that, right? So yeah. I think creativity itself is a skill that will that would uh, help you to achieve that, right? That's true. That's true. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of progress or how do you keep moving up? Because I know, I know, like, when I was in school, like, there was teachers that were there for a long term, right? Like, they've been teaching for X amount of years or this many years. Yeah. What is it that you see as um, like kind of the next step as you gain experience? What are the, how do you stay fresh and focused like in teaching? Just because you've been a teacher for a long time doesn't mean you're doing the same thing over and over again. It can mean that, and there are a lot of teachers that are like that. But uh, like I said, we're, we have a lot of freedom, right? You, you, can, you can change the way you do things. You can sometimes even have freedom with what you teach, right? Um, so, and I see mean? teachers doing that. What do you mean by freedom with what you teach? Uh, for example, if you're an options teacher, some, you uh, depending on where you teach, you know, and depending on who you know, what kind of boss you have, they'll allow you to decide what option you're going to offer, right? Uh, based on your own skills and based on what you're interested in. So uh, instead of teaching, I don't know, something that you've been teaching for a long time, for example, you can teach programming, coding, um, which is you know a big change. 
and and you also grow in that way, right? You'd have to learn it yourself. So there is a lot of learning and growing that happens, uh, even though you're in the same, you might be in the same position for a long time, right? Yeah, and then I guess like also because students like change, you're not like with the exact same group the whole time, right? So it feels different. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. I assume like I'm new again, right? So <laughs> yeah, inshallah, man, you're gonna go through that experience of like grad, like kids graduating, and then they back to see you. It's like, hey, yeah. Mister. <laughs> <laughs> if they like me, <laughs> true, true, inshallah. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I kid you not. I think I was, um, I was helping out a restaurant. Like, I think I was doing some like the the menus for them, and yeah. it was near my old high school. And I didn't mm-hmm. know if it was actually my teacher or not, but he walked in. I feel like it was him, but there's no way he could recognize me because before I didn't have like the beard. Right, right. It looked different. <laughs> yeah. So he came in and I just stayed quiet. I just quietly, like, you know, you know, when you kind of look through uh, your peripherals, like you just kind of, <laughs> yeah. you kind of spy a little bit. Yeah. So I did that. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was so weird. But it he was, was him, huh? Yeah, he was one of my favorite teachers in high school. Did you talk to him? Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you're not much fun. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't, I don't know what to say. I, I didn't know what to say. You know, it was, uh, it, it was awkward. I was scared. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that's that's something that you know might happen. Yeah, if I, if I teach long enough. I'll see that too, right? Well, yeah, that's true. Would you ever consider like teaching abroad? Yeah, actually, I'm considering it. Yeah, I con- I considered it a long time ago as well, and uh, you know, had everything I needed, got the certification I needed, and just you know, I don't for one reason or another, I didn't go through with it. Uh, but again, I'm 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 considering it again seriously. So it's something that might happen. So you're planning on going in the Middle East, right? Uh, yeah. Would you ever go to China, Japan? Taiwan. No, I thought about it. I, I thought about it, and I know I, I know people who have thought there. But um, one big thing for me, I haven't I haven't mentioned it yet. But even even with my job here, I want to be comfortable in terms of you know practicing my religion at my job, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if this, that's going to be that would be difficult or easy in somewhere like Japan or China. But I'd rather not risk it and find out the hard way, right? So I think the Middle East is just a good choice for that, for that reason too. Fair. Alhamdulillah. They need some solid teachers. Well, I don't actually. I don't know if they need it, but it seems like there's a good market for it. Teachers coming from the yeah, West. there seems to be. There does seem to be a good market, yeah. So like I do see a lot of jobs, and so we'll see. We'll see. I'm I'm, I'm considering. I'm looking into it. Inshallah, may Allah give you what's best. I mean, I mean, hey man, I'm 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 always a fan of uh, of people at least getting exposure to living in uh, in a Muslim country. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be a really good experience. Uh, I mean, Canada's all I know, right? So I think it'll be really a big learning experience and nice to see everyone around me praying and not having to, you know, ask to leave so I can go pray or something, right? Yeah, inshallah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Man, that's one of the best things is when you wake up in the morning and, uh, like, for Fajr, but you hear, mm-hmm. like, the Adhan from multiple masjids like, around the areas. That's like, it's so nice. Yeah. It's so nice. Alhamdulillah. All right. Other thing I wanted to ask you was, what is it like as a teacher because of the position? It's like, 
there's certain people in society or in a community, especially the Muslim community, where everyone's watching you. Like if you're if you're looked upon as like a sheikh or someone that has knowledge in deen, you're looked upon with like a microscope, right? Every mm-hmm. action, like you're judged, like oh, look at this, look at that. Same thing with like a teacher. Is like if you do one thing, it's like well, look at you know he did this. Well, he's supposed to be the example. Right. So what is it that you have to keep in mind, like knowing that you're in this this type of position now? Like I could do whatever I want. Realistically, only my family is going to look at me. What about you? You got a lot on your shoulder. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think uh, the biggest thing is uh, the fact that I'm in a position where I'm I'm responsible for or I'm uh, uh, responsible for these these students. Right. Depending on how old they are. But uh, most of the time, they're always gonna be, they're always gonna be kids, right? In the school system, K to twelve, right? Yeah. So they look up they look up to teachers, you know, uh, at least most teachers. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> they're they're watching our every move, right? And yeah. I hear I hear some people talk about you know par- the parents you know might you know judge us or something like that. But I think even more than that, uh, it's the is the students, it's the kids that uh, I I have in mind when I when I make my decisions on how I do things, right? Yeah. Uh, how I conduct myself. Because one, they're, I think they, uh, I'm in a position where I can be a good example, I can be an example to them, and they can actually learn certain things from me, character, you know, in terms of character. Yeah. And I, I would like to use that, use that influence in a positive way, right? I think that's really big. That's, that's a big reason. It's one of the big reasons why I wanted to become a teacher. There's a lot of opportunity for rewards. Yeah, there's a lot of opportunity for reward, and it's very. I mean, it, it can go. It can go the other way too, right? <laughs> so yeah. I have to. So 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 I have to. I have to really keep that in mind, you know, every day that these kids are watching me, and you know, and you if I do something, whether I think it's right or wrong, they'll they'll be like, "You're the teacher. How could you do that?" Right? So <laughs> it it does happen. Do you ever have to like? You have to own up to yourself. It's like, hey, listen, guys, I'm fake. All right, people make mistakes. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, that's one thing that I actually make a point to do because uh, I am going to mess up for sure, right? Yeah. Uh, whether whether I like it or not, I am going to mess up because I'm human, and I I, may, I use those opportun- those moments as opportunities to tell the kids I messed up and I will apologize. Whether they're in grade, you know, four, grade five, grade eight, grade nine, I don't know if they I, I don't know if they hear that from other teachers. Certain teachers might not want to. I've actually been told by one teacher, uh, don't tell them that you messed up. Think you know everything. <laughs> yeah. As, you know, if it, I've been told, you know, don't tell them that because they won't look up to you the same way anymore. But I really disagree with that, so I, I do it anyway. I think it's, it's it's important for them to see that so they know what to do when they mess up, right? I think that's pretty cool because I know for myself, like, I had, uh, I didn't have that many, like, uh, male role models when mm-hmm. I was younger. But, but like, I, when I would, like, have that male role model, I would, like, look up to them, like, hard. And... Mm-hmm. When they would let me down, it would be I was I was broke hard. Like when they were doing stuff that wasn't really good, and I knew mm-hmm. that it wasn't good. I was like, "Dang, man, you're supposed to be like, like above this yeah. and stuff." But I thought <laughs> they were supposed to be perfect. So I think it's like a bad perception. Like exactly it is, what it you're is. saying. It would have been better if I knew like, "Hey, people make mistakes." Right. Yeah. So yeah, I do think that's important. Alhamdulillah, that's, that's a dope. That's a dope mindset to go into. I know, especially right now, like with the times that we live in and stuff, it's one and done. You make that one mistake, you say that one thing that's not really the most appropriate, and mm-hmm. 
you know you, you're in trouble yeah yeah <laughs> so may allah protect us and and guard our tongues i mean <laughs> i mean i mean <laughs> oh man alhamdulillah all right so the last two things i want to talk about is something that i always want to talk about with uh everyone that comes on is that you know alhamdulillah allah guided us and we're muslim and in that being, you know and that being said everything that we do even if it's uh you know something that's solely for this dunya there's always a means in which we could make it something for the you know our akhirah mm-hmm. what is your hidden halal hustle what's the thing that you're doing but like what are you working on improving the thing that no one can really see all the time but you're trying to improve like nah i need to i need to improve on that i'm trying to okay. trying to you know make more dua or pray the sunnah like pray more sunnah prayers or wake up in the middle of the like qiyam al-layl or pray with it or you know stuff like that i don't know if this counts but for me one thing that uh and i think especially after becoming a teacher only because i mean working a full-time job that requires work you know not only while i'm teaching but outside of that as well yeah. uh maintaining my you know relationship with with my family you know, making time for them, making time for fam, uh, uh, to see them, to be with them, to you know, spend time with them. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of become more of a struggle, but it's something I'm working on. That's, that's a really nice reminder, like to to think about that. Like, there's always room for improvement for everyone. Of course, yeah. I miss my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Not I know you do. I know you do. There, there, there was some. There was a lot of truth to that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's how like uh yeah, like um yeah, like you, you your family I don't know, as I get older I realize like alhamdulillah I'm 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 really thankful and appreciative like for the friends that I have. But at the same mm-hmm. time like life kinda gets in the way. Everyone like has to do their own stuff or like be responsible, mm-hmm. work, whatever it is. But your family, yeah. because of how close they are and how much how like the rights that they have over you 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 always have a relationship with them. Yeah. Yeah. May Allah increase us in that. And um, I mean, you know, I, I really appreciate it. So again, you know, thank you. I really appreciate the, uh, the conversation and the tips on your experience being a brand new teacher, working, what are some of the challenges, the mindset that you have to have going into it and your story. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to be on your podcast too. No problem, man. Thank you. Love to have you on when you get more experience or maybe, you know, inshallah, if you end up in the Middle East, let us know what it's inshallah. like going there, you know, the transition, sure. all of that, inshallah. It would be much appreciated. Inshallah. All right. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. So there you have it. An interview with a new teacher. May Allah give him what's best for him. I mean, that being said, I kind of hope that he ends up getting a job in the Middle East just because it would be great to bring him back on and hear about his experience. That's a huge step to take. That's a huge venture. Inshallah, whatever's best is going to happen. Before the end of the episode, I just want to re-highlight one point that was made during the interview. That point was about how technology is changing the classroom. Now, technology has changed and advanced 
modern day society in so many different ways. But one of the ways that it's done so drastically is in the job market. The whole concept of certain jobs, they were non-existent maybe a couple decades ago or even as few as five, ten years ago. Social media expert, virtual reality, augmented reality, developer or designer, those jobs didn't exist. Now, what if your student goes to your child or you go to a school where the curriculum may be a bit out of date with what's currently happening in society? In that case, that's where you kind of have to learn on your own. For example, there's a term that I learned while growing up in maybe the not best places in the world, but it was called street smarts. You know, you knew how to move and how to handle yourself in order to not get beat up or bullied or robbed those types of things those things were they weren't taught in school you learn them outside of school but because at least as i'm seeing we live in a more insular environment we don't really interact with people as often it's harder to learn unless you get it from school or you directly search for that knowledge i just wanted to re-highlight that point because that's something that i'm seeing more and more often that in order to gain knowledge, although it's very accessible, you have to deliberately pursue it. As great as a school may be, the speed in which technology advances may not match the speed in which curriculums change. Just a thought. Keep your eyes on it. Or not. Once again, for all the references and more information about the episode, you could check out the show notes for this episode at thehalalhustle.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Our handles are underscore the halal hustle and continue the support. We really appreciate it. And inshallah, we're still going to continue to grow and improve and bring you very interesting stories and resources. Until next time, inshallah, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.